welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. in the bunker it is tinfoil hat joining me as always my partner in crime the most off the grid motherfucker you ever meet he's the young christian warrior he comes to fight he fights for love ryan davis everybody ryan how are you david i'm here to get queer so let's yeah do this. we got a packed studio real quick but let's go through the business real quick you guys check out tinfoil hat again on twitter tinfoil hat cast you can get all the news i only put my political stuff my conspiracy stuff now on this thing and i am fighting the good fight me and roseanne Barr. okay so go to tin foil hat cast all right then we also got the instagram bitches be bumping everybody bitches be bumping go to tin foil hat pod we're over uh we're at over 2000 followers on that so that is great so follow us there obviously we also have the tin foil hat reddit page it's a uh, reddit.com backslash r backslash tin foil hat show and uh, real quick, we also got a brand new T-shirt. Here's what we do on the show. You guys make art. If we like it, we turn them into T-shirts, okay? We got a couple up top. Go to allcomedytshirts.com backslash hat and check out the brand new one we just put out. You guys asked for shirts. We put them out. It is the Revolution Will Be Podcasted Tin foil hat shirt that's right it is the uh podcast waves going out while obviously this gentleman is an armenian because he turns into a werewolf so that is it and uh who, who real quick let me get the, i'm gonna find his name real quick uh it's nick something but also check out our youtube page go to youtube.com backslash uh sam go backslash sam triple and we upload every single website uh, every single episode we have, I just want to find this guy's name, Nick's last name, real quick. Uh, anything else? Keep talking. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. Okay. You know who you are. But I know you guys get really mad if you make us shirts and we don't give you shout outs, and I, I agree with that. I'll find your name, Nick, as the show's going on. I really appreciate the hard work you've done for that. Uh, and the live, a new, another live show. I am doing a show. With a killer cast through San Anto- through Texas. It is the Social Justice Warriors Tour, comedy tour of Texas. Brody Stevens, Jim Florentine, Chad Zumach, and myself. Uh, this San Antonio Day uh, gig is not right. We're trying to find a new venue. But Houston, December 16th, we will be at the Secret Group. And then we will be in Austin, December 17th, at Cap City Comedy Club. 
Those tickets are available on their respective websites. Go to www.thesecretgrouptexas.com and capcitycomedy.com. So check it out. And everybody, thank you for coming out to our live show. Bam! It was a good live show, huh? Yeah, La Jolla, man. You guys showed up in the full force. All right, guys. So we're going to do a little something special here. I have a lot of friends of mine who have some great podcasts, and I always love to help people out. You know, because people did it for us. When we started this podcast, uh, people thought it was a really great podcast. So they came on and let us do a podcast with them. So we're doing it now. Why don't you introduce them real quick? So Ryan. this podcast is called Crime with Three Eyes. It's called Crime. It's with Rich Slayton and John Shevsky. Guys, welcome to the show. Hi, Thank everybody. You. Real quick, buddy, how are you? We haven't seen you for a while. I'm good, dude. Good, good. Real good. Do, you, do you recognize Ryan at all? I recognize Ryan from this dream I used to have about being a character in Braveheart, fighting no. next to a really brave man. Is that? That's not it, dude. No, that's not it. I recognize uh, we talked on the phone, didn't we? We had a good conversation. Yeah, but that's not Were how you ever called John somebody. Hanukkah Shevsky? That's, I actually am very honored to have that nickname. Thank yeah. you. It brings me back By to any chance, Jewish. are you a, a, a bulldog alumni? Wow, you did a scary research on me. No, I went to high school. More. Yeah, no. what else you got? We graduated the same. We high went school. to school together. Yep. Did we, were we in the same? I thought he did research. Oh. So I'm one of the many Ryan Davises, not the trench coach mafia, and, oh, and not yeah. like the, not the date rapist. Oh. I'm just the burnout. That's hilarious, dude. So, wait, so did we graduate the same year and everything? Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I feel like shit for not remembering. Well, we hang the out funniest all? thing is you walked in and you made eye contact with everybody but him. We've, we've changed well, over Sam, the you're years. a close friend. I haven't seen you forever. And I was right, like, there's right. Triple E right there in the corner. Yeah. yeah right. And then I was like, and then here's his buddy right here. We'll right. get to know each other better. Yeah. Apparently, we go farther back than any of you assholes. Not Trenchcoat Davis. We get it. We did have a Trenchcoat Mafia, though. It wasn't Dylan? Was Dylan Who didn't the have one, the trench really? coat? Dylan, yeah. uh, I remember Chris. Uh, I actually knew all the punk rockers used to hang out with. Oh, right on. So we w- we grew up in a very small area where there's only literally I think two Jews. So yeah, you I was one, one of them. Yep. <laughs> the <laughs> other one was a coke dealer. Too. Not the other, Jews. Wait, who was the other Jew? Uh, Derek Sneezy Snyder. AKA. Don't tell people he's a Jew. <laughs> I don't think I know. A secret. Uh, I don't think I know. What are you doing? He's an accountant for now, a conspiracy so. podcast. You guys are giving out personal information way too easily. That's well, probably not his real name, Slayton. Yeah. Too trusting. I'm oh. pretty sure his name is in Sneezy. Actually, <laughs> actually, no one looked at the little baby. Go. What should we call him, Mama? Let's call him Sneezy. Sneezy. And yeah. now we have it ain't old easy, Sneezy here. No, I think what you did right now is really cool because I'm actually the Jewish Coke dealer at my school and you threw everyone off my tail. Nice. nice. Thank you for nice. Well, nice. welcome, guys. Welcome to the yeah. show. Uh, crime. Tell us about crime and uh, get into your uh, your business. Tell them, Slayton. It's like Mystery Science Theater for true crime stories. We research or I research in depth. You son of you a You don't bitch. research shit. I know, but the way you ever. say it is so condescending well, in public. I, just, I, just have I do all the work, then John co- Listen. Yeah, I do all the work, then you come and shit on it your and ruin my damn suck life. if I wasn't there, you piece of shit. It would be, it would be boring It'd by be comparison. Boring That's AF. very true. It would just be, it'd just be history. Slayton goes out like the journalist that he is, mm-hmm. which I respect and never talk down about what he does right, for the yeah. show. True. He does You're too busy doing Snapchat for uh, Comedy Central. That is right. Doing Thank research. you. It's, I'm pretty big. I paid half of one month's, uh, well, I couldn't even pay that of my rent. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. You're on the board, that, dude. That's what right. I tell you, you're on the board. Thanks, Tripoli. That, it really has made a going. difference. Tomorrow I'll be at a pizza shop doing seven minutes. You're going to be has. on the board. I'll get you in the show. <laughs> Shut the fuck uh, up. I'm just <laughs> riffing. I'm just teasing. I'm very happy and grateful. So every episode, I research in depth the true life of a real criminal. I turn it into these pages and I read it on the show. 
and uh, Shevsky and whoever else is with us makes fun of it, talks shit, whatever, has a good time. It's right. a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Of, Slayton's kind of like the substitute teacher, and I like this. Crime. Is how my, many episodes are we in? Uh, we've released thirty-six or thirty-seven episodes. Awesome. New awesome. episode every week. Oh, uh, look at you! With every all, week with all oh, your favorite it. comedy store comedians. Nice. Yeah. We nice. treat it like a job. This guy is doing his research like a journalist every goddamn week. That's what you're supposed his to do. His marriage is failing. He's gaining weight. It's everything is happening. So bad. no, I was already fat. But is he's a friend of Aaron's because you guys must go to some secret group together where you discuss your ma- failed marriages. I'm just teasing. His marriage is great. My, marriage, right, is, my th- marriage is great, but I am out of shape. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be. I'll top to that. Part. Why is he popping so much? Is it just his loud? Is it just me popping? Mouth. Brrr. You should be on. I'm getting Sam. my headphones a whole bunch. You're the second of the punch drunk crew to be on crime. First oh, yeah. one is Jason Bagaleaves Tebow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, Tebow's te- the team's on a great episode about Tebow's George amazing. Apo, a uh, a pickpocket. Probably the most famous pickpocket in New York history. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, Tebow, Tebow's the second most famous pickpocket. So, you guys yeah. uh, got co- a couple sponsors on your show? Yeah, uh, we'll drop those in in just a second, and we'll get let's get kick this thing off. I've never well, heard anyone like take a plug and be like, "No, nah, I don't want to do it right now." But no, yeah, that was so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> no, hey, we have to drop, plug your we shit? Have to drop nah. in for a certain at a certain spot for when we release this on our side. Oh, okay. Yeah, Slayton's yeah. gonna leave me on your show. He's like, you know, why don't up. you stay with them? Yeah, why don't you? I'm gonna if you're go on the crime side, go on, Slayton. Crime is a show where I, Rich Slayton, read a true story about lawbreakers. With his aggressive guest host, John Shefsky. You are very aggressive, and that's my favorite thing about you. I do, I bash you. Also your hair. Your hair is fantastic right now. All right, well. Ignore your hair. Is it your school where you guys just have great hair? Thank you. That's a good point. You do have a beautiful mane. It's in the water. You're like yeah, a it's lion. It's in the water. You're like a lion. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the green mist water. All Play right. the damn music. All right, fine. Play the music. I was going to get a compliment. All right, if you're on our side of the podcast now, uh, we're doing a fantastic episode a swap cast with our friends from Tinfoil Hat. Put your virtual hands together, crime fans, for Sam Triboli and, and Ryan, Ryan Davis. Davis. Yay. We're here. Two Rob. sexy people. Uh, big fans of both of them. Check out Tinfoil Hat if you like conspiracies, and if you like our show, you probably kind of like conspiracies because you love a good mystery. You're interested right. in what's going on? You're an inquisitive mind. Check it out. Check out that Tinfoil Hat. Before we jump into today's story, we have to thank our two sponsors. Uh, first, our friends at C3, C3 Risk and Insurance Services. Guys, you need insurance for shit. People do uh, bad things to you. You've learned you in the show. A- you know things yeah. can happen. Oh, all the time. So if you need homeowners insurance, car insurance, commercial insurance, hit up Joe Earl at C3 Risk Insurance. Services. Do they do like body insurance, like butts and tits? You know what? I bet you they I will. Bet Jerl- I bet you they will. Joe-, you? Joe Joe Earl would love for you to come in and just to assess how much your butt is worth. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And well, if I have no ass. Mine disappeared. He likes to tell me this consistently. He's like, dude. You have the flattest ass I've ever if seen. If you want to insure body. Sam's ass, go to Joe Earl at C3 Risk Insurance Services. If you get a policy on Sam's ass or anything, he will give you a $25 Amazon gift card. Snap. Tell and him Shevsky sent you. Tell him you'll get that $25 gift card. Our second, st- our second sponsor, Studio Headphones oh, out of Sweden. Studio. The Studio S- Tray. Studio Headphones. Studio. They, uh, the tray is designed for sports and activewear. It's anti-sweat. It's got different ear fobs. It's also designed so with great hearing, you can also not only hear the music you're listening to, but hear the world around you so you don't get hit by a car when you're on your bike oh, or whatever. So it's anti-sweat, meaning it battles sweat? It, it battles like sweat. sweat. Yeah. It, it throws those beats, battles sweat, 
keeps you from getting killed. And if you put in the the, the code CRIME15, you get 15% off. Crime just with studio. one eye. For some reason, they didn't do it with three yeah, eyes. And it's C-R-I-M-E-15. Very confusing. And they oh. will ship anywhere, world, free shipping but worldwide. They're so good. Antarctica, where you're not allowed to go, where the lizard people live. Do they, would Are they you ship not allowed there? to go You know what's great about studio headphones? You're not allowed to go to certain parts of it. Is that they have multiple different earbuds. So if you're a lizard person, they have one that will fit your weird tiny ear canal, Those which tiny, is much like mine. tiny weird ones, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Antarctica is the size of like, how, how big is, is Antarctica? It North America? Yeah. It's humongous. Giant. So you've heard people go, you know, I can go there and ski. Yeah, you can ski on parts of Antarctica. That's kind of like saying, I can go to the uh, boardwalk in New Jersey, therefore I can go to boardwalk. No, it's like New Jersey is in Canada. Great example, by the way, if I can stop. Giant. (laughs) Which boardwalk can't they go to, though, Sam? I need an analogy that works. There are places you can't go. I'm sure there's private boardwalks, like there's private beaches. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I'm sorry. So no, it's you're back to why are you apologizing? I I was a dick. I jumped on it. I just wanted to riff, and I jumped in it. I'm an asshole. I need that's what we do. Give me this copy. So it's like so there's there's giant parts of Antarctica that is completely militarized, and you're not allowed to go there. They're actually militarized? Like yes. there's, there's like missiles and, and uh, bases? Is well, that- there's areas that the the military will not let. If you go there, you most likely will get shot. Really? John I didn't know that. Graham Burge was born on December 20th, 1947 in Chicago, Illinois. JGB is there what they go. used to call him. His father, Floyd, worked for the phone company. His mother, Ethel, wrote a fashion column for a local paper, organized fashion shows, and did a little modeling herself. She even wrote a book this business of dressing for business. That's a really dumb title, by the way. <laughs> this uh, business she, for dressing for business. Oh yeah, yeah can we use the, no one goes, "Hey, why are you using the word business twice in <laughs> yeah, it?" That's really in what? Yeah, in, in four to in four and a half words. It was the fifties, though. Do you think it was where he was just like, "Fine, write a book." Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a. Sh- I work an actual job. I go up telephone poles all day. Yeah. I don't care what you do with your little dresses or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. uh, God, the business of business. Okay. Yeah, I've the, got something burning inside me. I want to be out there doing something. That's fine. Just, just. I don't care. Just don't tell me about it. Just I'm do it on your own. I'm a business book about business, and it's none of your business. Oh yeah, that's that's. After, oh, it's just, oh, you just made it of the notes you left me telling me to go to work. I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how it went. John was a good student. <laughs> that was Un- community theater, right there. Right. That's Thank what this you, whole show is. Kindly. community theater. You're welcome to, welcome you. to crime. What was the name of your school? <laughs> nope. Is, uh, I gotta stay off the grid. Oh, really? Should I not say it? I think yeah. I might have said it earlier. You guys oh, already yeah. said the Bulldogs. Yeah. And you listed the Jews. Along. What Community. are you, Breitbart, listing the Jews at your school out loud? Yeah. What's you... wrong with Bart being smart? By, the, right? way, the, by the way, Steve Bannon, big guy in fucking Breitbart, uh, says he's in a Christian Zionist. Go. Keep, Proud of him. Keep your story. <laughs> John was a good student until his first year at University of Missouri when he spent more time partying than studying and was eventually asked to so leave. So he was a student. Is yes. that what it is? Yeah, but he flunked out. Most Does students, anyone like, remember? Did you guys go to college? Yeah. I, you remember I did I was studying? Yeah. That's why I stopped going, actually. I graduated I like, cum laude. for high school, bro. Cum laude? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, three, five, or above. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's what <laughs> okay. I did, because I'm good at shit. Is this I, I, the story of one of the founders of AA? Right. <laughs> this, is the, this is the story of how I'm able to p- pump out 3,000 words a goddamn week. Okay, do, you, cool. do you, guys, you guys remember the movie Mallrats, where the guy goes, I, too, would like to come loud something <laughs> when they preferably in a 69? Okay, go on, go on with your story, Slayton. John worked as a stock clerk at a grocery store back home for a few months before he decided he'd be happier joining the Army in the middle of the Vietnam War. Uh-oh. John, nice. Yeah, right? He's like, let me go in there. Yeah. That's John, how bad he hates his wife? He's like, I'd rather be at war. Not married yet. He's like 19. Oh, I'm talking about the kids. I was yeah, talking the about dad for a second. Uh, John loved the service. He spent some time as a drill instructor before attending military police school at Fort Benning, where he received training in a number of skills, including 
interrogation. Oh, snaps. Bum, bum, bum. He volunteered to go to Vietnam <laughs> twice. Because he, he got such a boner when he pulled people's fingernails he off? He fucking loved it, Creep bro. alert! In the jungles of Vietnam, John earned a series of commendations. He was twice cited for valor after he left the bunkers to drag wounded men to safety during firefights. Holy hmm. shit. Staff Sergeant Burge added the Bronze Star, the Vietnamese Cross of Gallantry, and a Purple Heart before taking an honorable discharge in 1969. Now, do you know that the Gulf of Tonkin incident, right, was done by a man whose son later went on to become, who do you think? President Brett Ratner. Jim Morrison. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was his dad who did that? Yeah. There was always some interesting uh, things. I wonder Morrison why his music family. was so counterculture, bro. Well, there's a whole theory that that was all CIA stuff, too, because they were all rich kids from uh, Loring, Laurel Canyon. So yeah. all those guys. And they all suddenly got huge deals when none of them had demo tapes. None of them were bands. None of them were any. One of those weird shit. branches off MK Ultra. Where yeah. they, we just gave them acid. They created Bam. art. We Bam. run the scene. Bam. To be fair, Bam. most Rage Against Machine fans are either Mexicans from LA or white kids from the suburbs. There's not like a lot of crossover in between. There's a lot of white kids that are. I grew but up that's, on. That's Rage what I'm saying. That's I, that's literally what I just this said. Isn't about out race. Loud. Don't we all just look like yeah. the people from yeah. Cocoon when you take our skin yeah. off? That's what I'm saying. That, that's who the <laughs> fans are. Of the I don't even care. Go on with your fucking story, John, Slayton. Uh, where the shit was I? A few months after his discharge, he landed his dream job with the Chicago Police Department. Oh, Jesus. Ah. All those sausages and Here peppers. we go. Patrolman Burge quickly racked up more awards. The first coming just two years after donning the badge, John responded to reports of a woman with a gun at a drugstore in a poor black neighborhood, only to find a young woman talking on the phone and holding a gun to her own throat. Ah, I bet you that chick is great in bed. Anybody else? Oh, yeah. She's crazy? Right. Is anybody really like, oh, that chick probably lets you go deep quick. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. She could really relax her ass. There's anyone who knows gunplay chicks. It's Sam Tripley. Say <laughs> that right now. I'm telling you, I used to have a great bit about that. After a long standoff, <laughs> feeling like she was going to pull the trigger, he lunged for the gun. Damn, so he had balls. This guy had chutzpah. She pulled, but nothing happened because John Burge was fast enough to jam his thumb in the firing Shut mechanism. Shut up! Who's this guy, Paul Bunyan? <laughs> that earned his where first commendation. Where was the blue when this was all going right? on? Did he right? have like a controller where he could press the triangle thing and everything slowed down for everyone else? And he could yeah. Just Bullet time? Is that what it's called? Bullet time? Bullet time, there, there you go. Who's that guy in uh, the X-Men that can move so fast he can like, fix your hair? Quicksilver. Like, yeah, Quicks- who's this guy? Quicksilver? Yes. If I was Quicksilver, i just pull women's pants down all the time and take Oh, snips. there we go. Me too. Sorry, Hashtag Mom! Me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. When's the Avengers coming out? Dude, Iron <laughs> Man showed me his big green dick all the time. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Scarlett. That's Johansson. a strange place to take Quicksilver. Right? If I was Professor Ash, I'd just convince girls that they wanted to fuck me with, yeah. with my brain Right? Oh, right? uh, yeah. How would you know? I all of you. the X-Men are getting in trouble. They're all pe- Women are coming out against that, all the X-Men. 7,500 women have come out against Professor X recently. <laughs> They're well, dropping his they deals. Huh? How would they know? Cyclops that's... burned my underwear off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Singed my beef. Ooh, right, that's a whole lot. Uh, that earned his first commendation and a quick promotion to detective. You're really good well, at getting right back to it after wow. weird shit. John's other most famous act of heroism came in 1980. After witnessing a robbery while off-duty, he followed the getaway car until it stopped at a red light. With no radio, no backup, and only a five-shot snub-nosed revolver. And his hands tied behind his back. What's known for bobbing for criminal apples. <laughs> <laughs> John snuck up to the car on foot and ordered them out of the vehicle. 
By the time help arrived, he already had the three men lying on the street with their hands on their heads. And he didn't have a gun? All he had was a, a five-shot snub-nose revolver. Okay, that is a gun. But it was three men who just robbed a play. Like, yeah. it's, it's a pretty badass move. It's a right, John McClane right. no, it's, right. it's, 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 it's like when the thousand guys took out uh, like a hundred thousand... Uh, of the uh, fuck, what are they called? The Aztecs? Are you talking about the movie Three Hundred? No, is the Aztecs, right? No, it was like when the guys, guys with the yeah. abs stopped Take all those Persians from coming in, Aztecs. something like that. Yeah, they're like, we got friends coming. Oh, the Aztecs are like, or the Mayans are like, oh fuck it, we're done, we're done. We <laughs> and that's that's how you get them. Yeah, you that's know what's how making me sad about this story is this guy sounds like a badass hero that we always need. Oh, in this he's world. super great. He's and one of the best people. I have a feeling that he's going to turn into a piece of no. Why would you think that? A piece of duty because of how our show works. This, this guy. I think a hero. this guy is going to be a hero the whole way through, okay. and nothing bad's going to happen. Okay. Because I didn't choose a topic that kind of was conspiracy adjacent for our for our friends here. Today. Uh, right. Go of on. Course, of course, I wouldn't do that. Uh, the following year, he's promoted again to commander of the Area Two Violent Crimes Unit. Over the next twenty years, John Burge would earn thirteen commendations, a letter of praise from the DOJ, and a promotion to commander, outranking ninety nine percent of the Chicago PD. Everything was going great. Except for that 1%. That dude was fucking shady Something's shit. Going on. We're turning the corner here. What's Until February 9th, 1982. Oh, what oh, a great fee. year 82 was, too. Yeah, dude. That was a good Some of the year. best cocaine in the history of America, 1982. I yeah. was a little baby, so I don't really know about the cocaine. At that I wasn't time. alive yet, but I just have heard the stories. <laughs> oh, you little bitch. Two of Burge's officers pulled over a brown 1978 Chevy Impala. Of course there's going to be I problems. I totally pull that car, car <laughs> over. The car was brown, right? Yes. Okay. So yes, sure I mean, the people inside the also. Uh, the officers approached the car unaware that both men had warrants and were fresh off a of burglary from within the last hour. Oh, shit. While one officer frisked the driver, the passenger got out of the car and grabbed the other officer's gun. Ooh. As they struggled, it went off, putting a bullet through the officer's head. Oh, shit. Wow, so it went from robber to murderer. Hearing the shots, the other officer pointed his gun at the driver before the man with the gun dropped him with a shot to the chest followed by four more before they drove off. Both oh, the cops shit. ended up dead? Both cops dead. And the two Fuck. guys that were, were they murderers before that? Did they just turn into murderers? They just turned into murderers. Dang. Yeah. Well, one of them did. The other oh, one was the But driver. John's not here for this event. John's not this here This event right is now. just important. No, John story. is the captain of this precinct. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. John's probably eating donuts somewhere. The captain uh, he, of the Quite precinct. literally, he was, he was around the corner. He was somewhere else like eating or drinking or something when he got the page. Yeah, he probably got the donuts. Apple fritter? That's my favorite these, one. These two <laughs> made it five officers shot in the month of February. John Burgle, determined to catch the Burge, determined to catch, I don't know why. I didn't yeah, actually, yeah. There's an L there. You want to say, you want to say, Boogoolery. I always want to say, say by the way, you're three pages in, and that's your first mess up. You're doing pretty good. Thank you, sir. I would oh, still man. be. Well, I accidentally wrote an L. I, it's a typo, you're not even a reading error. Man. Thank you. That's what I love about Dribbly. He's always very supportive. Sure. In every way. Even if you're on the same podcast, he's supportive. Yeah. I forgot my underwear one day. He just held my balls the entire time. Go on with your story, Slayton. John Burge, determined to catch the culprits, didn't leave work for five days. He made it very clear to his precinct that they needed these guys by any means necessary. And that he needed a shower. The boys listened. Over the next five days, the force tore through black neighborhoods, kicking down doors. Just black neighborhoods? Oh, no, they didn't go to any... I mean, first of all, the suspects were black. Okay. So they weren't going to like... I still think that you're racist. They weren't going to Cubs games trying to find the... Trying to find the culprits. We gotta have an SJW once in a while on this show. I was him. <laughs> hey, and the, as usual, I was wrong. So Tripoli's going, going on the SJW tour. We've got one right here. Yeah, He's clearly social justice warriors. They kicked, social justice warrior. I'm very concerned. They kicked down doors and questioned every young black man in sight. Complaints came in, but went on her. <laughs> we'll get them. <laughs> one of these guys has to be yeah. him, probably. Hey, you're a black. Uh, why, did you do this? Meet the blacks. <laughs> Meet. 
the black. What is this? People's court. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> Meet the blacks. One couple. If Judge Judy just like scolded the whole black race, it wanted to be a funny speech. Stop right. it! Stop it! You don't see what? I, you don't think I know what you're doing? <laughs> you're not, Stop you're, it! Just the millions Stop and millions it. of black people and Judge Judy. Like we could cut that together, actually. You with your hippity hoppities, please. Just Pull mil- your pants up. Why is your ass hanging out? Stop it! You just cut the million man march with her scolding one black dude, and just keep cutting back to the white of them all standing there. Okay, go on with your story, Slayton. Sorry. One couple claimed that officers questioned them with a gun pointed at their daughter's head. Oh, Standard okay, operating that's procedure. Insane. Yeah, of course. That is insane. And no, that's what's wrong about that. It seems like a normal way you get people. Yeah, Ryan's on point. Yeah. Another man reported that a cop shot his dog. A fireman complained that he was arrested for standing on the street corner, had a tooth knocked out, and was charged with disorderly conduct. And he was a fireman? It was a fireman. But does, I mean, he was a black fireman, so I mean, come on. It's, does anyone not doubt these? Does anyone not doubt? I um, mean, this is what? 1982? It's, it's interesting. Uh, you're going to find out a lot of people doubt these things <laughs> as we go through this story. Shocker. A lot of people don't believe these black guys when they say that police beat them up. Right, right. But I'm that saying is so weird. in 2017, do we find any of this? Not, I mean, dude, if somebody shot my dog, I would go fucking oh, fuck yeah. nuts. And they do that. DEA does that shit all the time. Yeah. You shoot my dog. Oh, like, wrong house. Sorry. Sorry about the dog. My policy, and I think the American policy, is to always blame the victim. So that's where I, that's where I start. And yeah. then once we blame the victim, then You're we can go that on. now with the Louis C.K. stuff. People are like, come on, it's just a fucking... Beating off in front of two girls. And you're like, well, there's also, like, Dave Becky, like, threatening to blacklist them from fucking... That's a good point. You know, That's actually comedy. A really good point. That, that, that might be something. Look, I know for a fact... While he there, was beaten up. ...that there will never be any sort of, like, sexual harassment claims by women against me. But if you ever hear them against me, you're like, oh, it's just dudes at the comedy store that Rich Slayton sexually harassed for years. Yeah. yeah. I've grabbed I have, more I male think, yeah. comics tushies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, you could definitely you could definitely get a lot of people on that one. Okay, go back. I to your only story. harass men. We're gonna have to cut out ten minutes of this. Dude, <laughs> that sh- we should change the name of Punch Drunk to sexually harassed by Ari. Oh I mean, yeah, we see his balls and dick and taint every fucking show. Ooh, you know what? C three insurance can insure his asshole if you're concerned about no, all that. I guarantee, you mm. take a it's look a, at that. It's like I can't insure it. Oh, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's, he's not, a, it's a pre-existing condition. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I had to bleach it. You don't want to get too close. to Had it. to or got to. Yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of both. I volunteered. I get that. I yeah, did so you, put you that, got to. Did you put that stuff under your nose that they did in Signs of the Lambs before they see the oh, corpse? Oh, you mean the, uh, yeah, the, the little wax thing? They're like, okay, it's going to get gnarly in here. <laughs> when you do the autopsy, yeah. the morgue. Yeah. A little the, falafel a chunk. A little bit of morgue sauce, they uh, call it. Morgue sauce. Can I get a little bit of that morgue sauce? The police presence was so bad in these neighborhoods that some parents sent their sons to stay with relatives out of town to avoid the dragnet. But it worked. They soon had the identity of the shooter. 29-year-old Andrew Wilson had a long history with the law. As a kid, he regularly skipped school, which may explain why he never learned to read. At 14, he started stealing. By 15, he had his first bugulary conviction and a stint in juvenile detention. He was arrested again in 69, 70, and 71 before an armed robbery conviction in 1975 earned him 8 to 16 years, of which he only served 6. And all this stuff, he was never a murderer. Not, not a murderer yet. You're absolutely oh. right. He only like pointed guns at people and took their stuff. And uh, Still, he uh, got out in 1981 and went right back to it, committing four armed robberies in less than three months. Yeah, where are you going to go from there? You don't have a lot of career options. Podcasting wasn't around then, so yeah. you, couldn't, you couldn't build a big audience to get all, and get a bunch of advertisers to, to Dude, float I bet you the amount of felons in this country, if you did a felony podcast, you'd probably be huge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Welcome to Got Locked Up and It's Bullshit. Today Welcome gonna, to I Can't Vote. Today, we're going to run a train on this twink. 
Okay, let's go for it. They create like a Patreon where you just take the money from people. <laughs> like it's, I, it's Patreon came to my account. Oh, it was that robbers podcast. <laughs> At one of the armed robberies, <laughs> they're making one. six grand a month though, so they're smart businessmen. Though. At one of the robberies uh, at a clothing store, Andrew had his brother Jackie, the driver, pose as a victim so he could give false descriptions to the police when they came to investigate. <laughs> Smart. Right? Oh, that's, that's one hilarious. Of my that's genius, actually. The cops learned that the robberies had a purpose, to gather guns for a jailbreak, an effort by Andrew to free one of February's other cop killers. This is 19s? This is in the 1800s? No, this, no, this is 1980. This is like 1980. Yeah, this is like jailbreak? Right Dude, Dynasty's on right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, we just did a whole episode with Eric Griffin about a guy in uh, in Hungary in the 90s who robbed, who just robbed banks, like 27 banks in a, over the course of a couple of years, and then escaped from jail in like 2000. With a helicopter? No, just with a rope out the window. Jeez. He actually did the. He did a bench, the. He, a bench, he tied he tied a dude, have you together. seen Hungarian jails? They're they're literally. No, like and I hope camp. never too. <laughs> Are they like summer? They're camp. like this room. Why does yeah. it seem like if you say Hungarian jail to me, it sounds like it's gonna be awful? It sounds like, hungry. You're yeah. like, fuck, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm starving and over I'm in here. Jail. <laughs> Five days after the shooting, officers arrested Andrew Wilson. John Burge was the first man through that door. He handcuffed Andrew and slammed his head on the table and told his officers not to assault the prisoner. That night, Andrew confessed to the murders. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Leave him. Yeah, be nice. The whole point of this story is that cops are nice. They found his brother a few days later. Both men were tried for the double murder in 1983. Jackie got life in prison, and Andrew was sentenced to death. Case closed. Or so we thought. Uh, In 1985. of a murder again. Oh, just wait. Oh, no. In 1985, Jackie's conviction was overturned because he had not been properly informed of his right to remain silent. But the bombshell came in 1987 when the Illinois Supreme Court threw out the conviction of Andrew Wilson and ordered a second trial. They threw out the conviction of this cop killer, dude? Did they say why? When Andrew Wilson arrived at the station on the night of February 14th, 1982, he only had one small cut over his eye. The next day, Andrew told the public defender about his interrogation. At the arrest, Burge did tell his officers not to harm the prisoner. That was very nice. But then added, quote, we'll get him at the station. Okay. Uh And boy, did they. First, they took him to a small room where he was beaten, kicked in the eye, and suffocated with a plastic bag from a garbage can. Oh, my God. This well, is after they already knew he was guilty? No, this is when they're making him well, guilty. They knew he was guilty. He was the cop killer. Was okay. he? Oh, yeah, he definitely. Okay, let me just be very close. He 100% shot two cops and killed them. Okay, okay. so 100%. now my sympathy is changing. Well, he's still a human being. Because so it still, sounds you know. like, because we hear this all the time, especially in Illinois, where they had to get rid of the death penalty. Because this is in so Illinois. Many, what? This is in Illinois. Right, because so many guys were falsely accused of murder and found guilty and put on death row. Well, just listen to this story. This is this might be tying into that a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when, uh, when Burge walked in, he chastised his officers for marking up the victim's face. Wait. So he scolded them because they made it obvious that he got beaten up? Yeah. He's like, you guys. You guys, don't hit him in the I'm face. I'm everyone we're not hurting these fucking guys. Sure, dude. So he balls only. Of his mouth like that, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah, don't kick him in. Really fucking getting on Burge's nerves here. Probably should have kicked him in the eye, man. Jeez. <laughs> then Burge took Wilson to interview room two. 
where there's definitely oh you rooms? never want to go to room two yeah. <laughs> that's the shit yeah. room two is the worst one the private dance room yeah that's not room worth two it. looks like that. something from saw oh, he takes him to room two he just puts on pony by genuine <laughs> is it we're gonna have a good time man i did not expect this at all yeah. hey there's a uh, drink on the house bud <laughs> no touching though no t- they said no touching why are you hitting me oh you're still on the strip clubby okay then burge and a partner uh, oh, they took the window room too, where Bird said he would get a reputation because his reputation, or get a confession because his reputation was at stake. Then Burge and his partner pulled out a black box with a hand crank, attached wires from the box to Wilson's ear and nostrils, and electrocuted his head. Awesome! Oh my God! So this is awesome. sadistic Nazi shit now. This no, is this is this is not what. Isn't this normal this American Illinois. justice? This is Illinois. This is how you. This I've is been how to you Portellos. Ha- that place is great. I have never seen anything where they shocking people like this. This is insane. In his near, in his ear and nose. That's pretty. Seems pretty standard. You Why can buy that device too. Why not the tongue? Well, just hold on, oh, friend. Oh no! I love how this is. The clips cut through his flesh. So after Wilson uh, kept rubbing the alligator, alligator clips off of his ears, they left for a little while. When Burge returned, he said, "Fun time," and handcuffed Wilson. Stretched out over a radiator, so every time he flinched, it would burn his chest. Oh. When they grew tired of that, Burge slid a wand, also known as a cattle prod, up Wilson's pants and shocked him in the genitals. Oh my! You can buy that at the pleasure chest. I know that personally. Well, what's really interesting about this? Hopefully, it's not the same level. The of specific shocking. device that he used here is the one now at the pleasure chest. Oh. Like, are you yeah. serious? No, I mean, they, they made a, a, a for the street model. What kind of world do I live in, they man? Ma- they made a make it hurt less Did model. They... they made a not torture version. I just farted bad. Congrats, man. <laughs> uh, I like that we do it in a small, un- unfiltered room. That's perfect. <laughs> just, I death. Stink Crawl. with three eyes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Finally, they took him to stand on a lineup. <laughs> Stink! Stink! Okay, go on. <laughs> oh, it does, too. Thanks. Oh, I can taste it. I'm breathing through my mouth. Yeah, that's, this is a lot. This is a lot to Sam's, handle. Sounds like torture? You guys want to experience some torture? I will, I will bleach Ari's asshole right now Welcome to avoid to this the smell. Gas chamber. Oh, oh God. Yeah, we brought up Nazis. Oh, you want to not want to talk about the Holocaust? I got Auschwitz going on over here, fellas. Oh, my name's Sam Tripoli, and my asshole's called Zyklon B. You can get that on Patreon.com. Welcome Zy- to Zyklon room two. Zyklon Jesus, room two. Yeah, interview room two in this bitch. Uh, Nine. Finally, they took Wilson to stand in a lineup where Burge pulled out his gun shoved it in the man's mouth, and pulled the trigger. It was empty, but Burge kept doing it over Just and over again. Just scare the shit out Just of him? Just click, 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 click. Doesn't that feel good? How many N-bombs have you cut out of this story? Already? All of them. Okay. This, the, 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 the main, <laughs> this story would have, t- we would have to do three hours if I put in all the times that that word comes up in this plot. This story has no so good people in it. It's every, the cops are bad and the criminals are bad. Yeah. Anybody good here? No, nobody. Can they order Literally a pizza nobody. from like a nice uh, kid that just delivers the pizza that has Ding a band dong. or something? Hi, guys. I got a large pepperoni. No, that's where you go. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, right. Just just wait. Hold yeah. on. The, there will be some pizza. The delivery <laughs> driver is a molester. <laughs> if you want to see some cheese. Oh, a gavolt. The def- detectives finally took him to lockup so they could blame his injuries on the other prisoners. But they were so bad that the lockup, not wanting to be held responsible, refused to take him in. Oh, they're like, you can't bring him here now yeah. because he's so injured? Yeah. 
So the plan was to put him in lockup and be like, well, the other prisoners beat him up and electrocuted his face and his dick and burned him and stuff. So the guy who runs lockup has to be that 1% that he doesn't have power over because the guy runs everything. He'd be like, put him in the fucking thing. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I'm literally, I'm not I'm the 1% that can tell you go fuck yeah. yourself. Yep. Or okay. he's just saying, like, just the guy higher than you is going to come back and be, be mad at me. So, no, we can't do this. Hours later what? at... What's- Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say what's his plan, but that's kind of what you're about to do is tell us. Hours <laughs> later at Mercy Hospital. I have a couple problems. A doctor noted 15 separate injuries before Andrew's police escort pulled out his gun and refused to put it away. In the, front of the doctor? Like the, the doctor do- was like. The, um, yeah, the guy's just like, hey, let me just hold my gun out here real quick while you keep. You just keep on diagnosing this murderous cop killer's injuries for a second. I'm just going to like play with my gun and point it at you kind of. I'm glad Chicago's super not violent nowadays. I don't know. But yeah. the, the great part about this is the legacy of Chicago has been cleaned up, and it is a family-friendly city. I think a fair Steelers day off and that really cool fast food restaurant, Portillo's. Dude, you can get an this Airbnb in Chicago for $10. That's how shady it is. That's right. And $10. I say that's a good thing. How is there homeless people when you get an Airbnb for $10? Because no one has $10 to What's that, to one give... blowjob? You got a place to stay. I think a lot of homeless people That's like a high-priced Chicago blowjob. <laughs> They're, they're still on Al Capone prices. It's, it's 10 cents. Everything must go. Our blowjobs are so cheap. We're doing Chicago deep dish prices here. He brings over. See, this Extra. is Alan over here. He will suck you dry. Alan's got sores on his mouth. Alan's actually only $5 right now. Marissa, come on over here. Ah, what would you say about me now? All right. Hey, mister, I'm just trying to make my way in this world. I ran away from home. I'm 10 years old. I'm precocious. I have a paper route, but uh, I'm offering a new special five cents a blowjob. Not a big deal. What I can beat these prices. On? I can beat these prices. Two blowjobs, three cents. I pay you to suck your dick. Come on down right now. I'm almost out of cash. We got five minutes left. The doc- Prepare to be dehydrated. And the doctor, not excited about the gun, left the room. And when he returned, Andrew oddly declined further treatment. <laughs> With the, the, the criminal? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I don't really need to have these I'm not too bad, dog. I'm good. Yeah. His yeah, balls are still smoking. My dick's like, totally cool. fine. <laughs> yeah, are they, is that still a, f- a live flame yeah. I mean, from your penis? No, dog. It's not, he's just looking at the cop. The cop's like <laughs> doing the slit throat motion. I'm cool, actually. I like it. In 1988, Andrew Wilson was retried for the murders. And again found guilty. This time, instead of death, he was sentenced to life without parole. But that was only because the jury couldn't agree on the verdict. Hmm. The ten women all voted for death. The two men opposed it. Damn. Which I was kind of surprised. I, thought, I, I thought, was, too. Right? I thought that would be the other way. I was, too. But this was 82. White chicks still hated black guys. Good point. Oh. They hadn't jumped on that D yet? Yeah, they haven't jumped on they that had D lear- yet. They hadn't learned their lesson? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Because you think about the chicks back then, you white girls used to bang black guys. Like, they were mavericks. They didn't play by the rules. They were taking a chance. They were like, ah, oh, goodbye, all my family members. They were trendsetters. Who, who never wants to talk to me again. It was the, it was the equivalent of being in porn now. Like, yeah. if anyone ever sees this, I'm through. Well, there's eventually where being in porn is not going to be anything either. Yeah, yeah. Well, I assume we're all going to be important. You know, <laughs> after after years of watching pornographic videos online and having never seen the same girl twice, I'm convinced that, m- that almost every person has d- every woman has done at least one porn. No, I, I believe I, at this point. It's my joke. There, are, if everybody's a slut, there is no sluts. There's no sluts. Proud of you, man. Well, yeah, you're going to bring society forward. Sam. Yeah, I appreciate good for that. the girls. Between your guys, it. listeners, and ours, I'm pretty sure there's a Photoshop master out there that can uh, Photoshop our faces into a, like a full-on hardcore gay gangbang. So uh, can we not? Could you guys please do that? And if you, you do, email that. that. Email that to crimepod. CrimePodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that Label it for John Chesky. Get on it, guys. That's horrible. Thanks, that's Ryan. actually cool. We could frame that hanging up in the studio. That should be, it could be a tour poster. 
tinfoil crime. And we'll By the way, do you know what most porn stars, when they retire, what business they're going into now? Real Comedy. estate. Real estate. Everyone oh. goes to real estate. I was gonna say <laughs> comedy because that's what every person who does when they stop with their entertainment career. No, they do up. comedy once they realize they don't get all the cash prizes they quit. Ah, yeah. that's a good point. Go on. Getting what fu- page are we on? Wilson filed a civil suit in federal court over his torture, but every public defender assigned to the case found some reason to get out of it. Finally, a small firm took it on, and the civil trial began in 1989, bringing claims against Burge. Three other detectives, one of his supervisors, and the city of Chicago. The attorney defending the police, William Kunkel. <laughs> William. <laughs> what a kunk. <laughs> argued that the marks on Wilson's face were caused by alligator clips, but he claimed that Wilson made them himself with clips stolen from a police desk. Ooh, that's a good defense right there. He continued to paint a picture of a cop killer trying desperately to avoid the chair. Hold on. Yes. So the guy in the back, his own defender was throwing him under the bus. No, this is the attorney defending the police. So now Wilson has filed a civil suit against the city. Okay. After so he's been he's he's been tried once. It's got the death penalty. Got kicked out. So the tried a second time. Doesn't have a, a lawyer that can represent the city. The city does. There's an attorney, the city attorney, there's a city attorney defending the police. Okay. That's this guy, William Oh, right. I got you. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a conspiracy. So we are now on the third, tri- we've done two tri- <laughs> criminal trials. Both of them, Wilson uh, was found guilty, but the second one, it was just life in prison. Okay. We're on a civil trial now where he's suing over his torture. Okay. So the city attorney, William Kunkel, uh, let's see. He continued to paint a picture of the cop killer trying to avoid the chair. Kunkel claimed that the burns might have happened before the arrest. Wilson claimed... That when he gave his confession to a state's attorney and a court reporter, that he told them about the abuse. They both took the stand and claimed otherwise. Oh, yeah. Well, they're scared of the cop, mm. right? No one wants to talk against... What's his name? John... Oh, yeah. John Burge. John yep. Burge. Well, also, they're all... Like, also, there's this whole mentality of, well, these this guy is a cop killer. These oh, yeah. Criminals. You still got to... Yeah, that's true. You still got to... So their mentality, gotta... is, their mentality is already like, hey, fuck this guy in the first place. Well, how do well, you feel about it? Just listening to it right now. Well, like, they're all pieces about of shit. This. The truth of the matter is... This guy who killed two cops is a fucking scumbag. Yeah. But the laws aren't just to protect people exactly. who you like. It's true. You I'm, have to defend the worst the worst in order to pretend protect everybody. And that's what the ACLU I tr- does. That's true. That's what every it's like laws aren't just meant to uh, And that's why I defend cool John kid. Podesta so that we can all be I mean oh, is this the wrong show for that? Wrong show. Wrong show. For that, oh my gosh. Dude. Was Podesta the guy with the uh, pizza restaurant? He's the guy who fucks the kids. Go on. <laughs> I have no idea. I am just You should to listen out. to an audio tape of him doing it, dude. I, I don't think I would like to ever hear scumbag. anything like that. But, Go on. but thank you. Uh, He's going down, though. Go on. Kunkel presented documents from the hospital claiming that Wilson blamed his injuries on a fall outside the police station. He argued there was no way that Burge would put his gun in Wilson's mouth during the lineup, as it would have been way too risky in front of a one-way <laughs> mirror. Your Honor, I can barely get the gun out of my holster myself. If the gun don't <laughs> fit, you must acquit. <laughs> That's actually a pretty I like good that. reference right there. That's I really, like that. That's good, good job. Good Thanks, job. guys. I've been doing this for a little while. Professional. <laughs> oh, then he gets cocky right away. The deck right, was clearly stacked. At one side sat Commander John Burge, calm, confident, and self-deprecating. He described himself as, quote, overweight, hog-headed, and red-faced. He described his assets as minus $17,000. Been there, done that. Which some people claim he was doing that so that he could, so that if the civil suit was won, he wouldn't have, like, there'd be a record of him not having assets to be taken. Right. Hmm. Uh, he also described the, his military and police commendations as matter-of-fact, no-big-deal actions. As for the charges, he denied everything. On the other side was Andrew Wilson, the cop killer. He was short-tempered and withdrawn. 
He referred to the policeman as the blonde-haired young dude, the young stud, and the heavyset stud. While calling him the court reporter. Sounds the, like he was in jail for a long time yeah. and he just. <laughs> oh, these studs. <laughs> Look, these guys. I, I know. I, I Now that I see how hot these guys are, I shouldn't have killed any cops because they really are. Man, oh, if man. I was in the, if I was in the man fucking earlier, I wouldn't have fucking shot these guys. I could have just blown those cops, gotten away with the whole robbery. It would have been fine. Uh, Wilson also called the court reporter the pornographer. <laughs> Well, this guy can't read. He can't oh, read. He can't so read. they actually there was an interview this part where they talking about how he can't a, read. Uh, uh, some pictures of from the court case that went on. <laughs> is this from the court case? Oh, that's great, uh, man. Well, for oh, our listeners, just, for our listeners, Sam's just passing around a picture of a suspect uh, being interrogated orally. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna suck this, con- this, yeah, con- this confession out of you, no matter how I have to get I'm it. I'm gonna suck this confession out of you. <laughs> Oh my god I, I guarantee that's I, been said I'm so many confessing. times I'm confessing I'm gonna confess all over your face Oh man can you, can you get Oh you like that confession <laughs> Oh I'm gonna confess again Oh give me that confession You want this confession hey, Can someone give me a rack so I can clean up this confession We are a so bit? immature uh, I confessed um, Did you confess baby I confessed oh, All over the place I, I You didn't confess fa- inside of me did you no. I'm not taking my pill <laughs> Oh my god I faked my confession <laughs> Man chicks are always faking their confession Kunkel's big play was Dr. Raymond Warpia, (laughs) director of the burn center at Loyola Medical. He claimed that the hospital workers were mistaken. The wounds on Wilson's body were clearly not burns, but instead abrasions. But his testimony went off the rails when he asserted that there were only three doctors in this whole city who could properly diagnose burns, and that he, as one of them, had been paid $500 an hour a total of twelve grand total for his testimony. Oh damn! I want to start doing that. Hell yeah! That sounds like Hell a good yeah! Career. I'm in the wrong business, huh? Yep, oh, that's a burn. That. Nope, not a burn. Yeah, just just go Make get me a burn check expert out real to quick. burn company. <laughs> Wilson's attorneys. I love that. <laughs> Wilson's Easy gig, right? You, you do set it. your hours. Oh, I don't test out burns before eleven a.m. <laughs> for you guys listening, just know uh, Tomaszewski is dressed like he does children's television shows what? in 1975. What right? are you fucking talking about? Does he look like... Hey, kids, let it right. That would have been fun guy they bought acid from in Dazed and Confused. Hey, man, that is not cool, man. Go on with your story, man. Wilson's attorneys called their own doctor, a forensic pathologist who, in his spare time, helped international human rights groups train doctors to diagnose and evaluate victims of torture. Oh, Kunkel tried to bar his testimony. <laughs> that should be your first sign right there. Something's going on. The judge let the doc take the stand, but forced him to limit his testimony to only identifying burns. So he couldn't hmm. testify on torture or any of that stuff. Oh, my God. Now, a side note I don't get into a whole lot here. This judge, like, he was recorded secretly as saying, like, oh, we're this, uh, we're going to see if the, if the state will, will give rights to a scumbag. Like, there's all this stuff where this judge should have been recused from this case. Right, right, But kept right, on not right, happening. right. Um, so they, he says you can't testify on torture, you only, only testify on burns, which the guy did, including a damning moment where he offhandedly mentioned spark burns, where the alligator clips were attached. Go on. In the closing arguments. So he accidentally <clears throat> broke the rule there, but you can't, like, unhear stuff, right? No, no, no he didn't break the rule, oh. but, like, he's talking about all the burns and stuff yeah. like that. So a big part of the, 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 the policeman defense's case was that... They said that Wilson had just put the clips on himself to like ma- to make it look like he'd been tortured. Yeah. So good. And so, but then this is guy is this uh, equivalent of what the Clintons uh, do to people where they suicide themselves. Yes, this is exactly what that is. Those are very peculiar cases, if I might add that. I'm always like, well, that is kind of weird. Yeah. 
When you suicide yourself by shooting Two yourself. Two shots in the head? In the back of the head. Is that well, suicide? I, I yeah. suicide others mostly. I'm, that's my thing. I never suicide myself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> as long as we're talking about who you suicide. Right. I have to, anytime I want to kill myself, I'm like, you know what? There's always time to confess myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, let me confess one more time Masturbation callback. Oh. Getting it in. Yeah, I got to. So the the case that the, the defense for the police were saying, well, uh, and what the police were giving, was that it, the clips had just been put on by himself to make marks and pretend to be tortured. So this guy who's arguing for the uh, for Wilson's team, he's supposed to talk about the chest burns, but he just talks. He's like, oh, I'm just talking about burns in general, and he mentions spark burns where the clips were attached, which ends up being sort of proof that there was actually electricity going through the clips. Damn. There you go. In the closing arguments, Wilson's team pointed out the many discrepancies in the different police testimonies. Some said the radiator was broken. Some said it wasn't. Some said Burge was in the interview room. Some, but he said he was never there. He asked why a white nurse from the hospital would testify on behalf of a convicted cop killer if she wasn't telling him the truth. Finally, he asked why. If Wilson gave an oral confession at 7.30 in the morning, did they not get the written and signed statement until ten and a half hours later? Kunkel's closing uh, remarks boiled down to, Are you really going to believe this guy? <laughs> Wait, was he saying, was the, was the guy saying that if so he does... So Kunkel's one of uh, Marge Simpson's sisters? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you're saying? Oh, there's a lot of Simpsons. Oh, homie. Uh, come on, get it. Yeah, so Wilson's attorneys are going, look at all these discrepancies. Everything's off. The timing is off here. Wait, well, yeah, what was, off the, here. what was the timing? Like, what is he saying? Like, so, like, so the, the, oh, you, you, you should have, he would have signed it right away if, if yeah, he, police he confessed. Said, Why, yeah, usually, what happened to those seven hours? Those right? ten and a half hours. Okay, and usually, And usually what happens. Well, am I on trial? Jeez. Yes, you are. Always. At all times. Okay. Um, yeah, usually you get the confession and they immediately get it signed out. Because right. you don't, don't want to have an attorney come during that gap. Right. Oh, so you, you got to mind the gap. And they had the pornographer there anyway. That's right. So oh, bring it a little circle. There you go. Here. These studs. So, and the, yeah, the studs, the pornographer were all there. They could have got it done an hour after the confession, but it didn't happen for ten and a half hours later. I wonder why. That's so weird. Because they out. were beating the shit out of him. And then, of course, the and then, then, then the policeman's attorney's response is, "You gonna believe this fucking guy?" <laughs> Finally, wow. the case went to the jury, who had to decide if a the officers had abused Wilson, b if they had engaged a conspiracy to do so. After 10 hours of debate, they cleared two of the officers on the first count, but could not agree on anything else. The judge declared a mistrial. Oh, snaps. Uh-oh. So is this guy going to walk free? Well, no. well, hold on. We have more pages. Jeez, I just don't how know many I... more pages you got? Enough. A couple hundred. He does his research. We have to let him get through it. We got to let him get through it. But the most important piece of evidence never made it to the courtroom during that trial. Bum, bum, bum. During the trial, Wilson's attorneys began receiving anonymous letters from someone who appeared to have inside knowledge of John Burge's precinct, listing a group of officers as Burge's ass kickers. Ooh, badass. Kind of a cool name. The first letter alleged that during the murder investigation, several men were beaten inside the police headquarters in front of the sta assistant state's attorney and two of the highest-ranking cops in the city. They just stood there? I mean... Beat him! And, and confess themselves, probably. They're probably like fucking UFC fans. Like, yeah! yeah. Just bleed! <laughs> Woo! They put, <laughs> yeah, they put Woo! them in those shorts and affliction shirts. Yeah, yeah, they're just fine. This is legal. <laughs> Furthermore, the letter accused the mayor and the Illinois state attorney of ordering that, quote, numerous complaints filed against the police as a result of this crime not be investigated. Ooh, so they had the mayor on the side. Sounds like pedogate. The second letter in a Chicago PD envelope claimed that Andrew Wilson was beaten after he gave his confession. Damn. The third letter told him to find a man named Melvin Jones, currently in jail on a murder charge. They tracked him down and made a critical discovery. 
On February 5th, 1982, nine days before Wilson's arrest, John Burge had tried to get a confession from Jones by and delivering electric shocks to his foot, thigh, and dick. Oh. oh. Dude, does your dick recover from that? This is just, I'm very curious. Like, oh, yeah. can you ever go back? Can oh, you ever yeah. get hard with these studs again? It's oh, the yeah. only way I get hard. And the pornography? by direct electrical shock to my penis. It, it just seems like insane. What do you guys do? Viagra? I, know. I uh I use left hand. Uh, uh, you go, oh, you milkmaid knuckles up. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's called the monkey palm. You're pulling it. You're just yeah. trying to fix the pipe. Yeah. yeah. In a transcript from the hearing about his confession, Jones recalled a question Burge asked him: if he had ever heard of two tough gang members known as Satan and Cochise. Oh my God! <laughs> well, I've heard Cochise. Of Satan. They're both black gangster disciples from from Chicago. Coaches? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Coaches was a cop name, wasn't it? I thought that that sounded like some kind of sexy cream cheese. Coaches. No. Coaches. Well, that's what happens when you're not circumcised. If you don't wash up like you should, boys and girls, you're gonna get some Coaches. That's that video you watch. It's like a 1950s theme video with your coach. <laughs> with the whole class, not just you and your coach. The whole class. Five, four, Jimmy three. has Coaches, but he doesn't know why. <laughs> we do. When Jones said yes... <laughs> Burge told him that even they gave in when forced with, when faced with the black box. Oh yeah, wow. dude. Whenever I'm faced with a black box, man. I love black boxes. I bang so many black chicks. It's great. Congrats, man. Proud of you. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, me. On the record, preparing for the second trial, Wilson's lawyers tracked down Satan, who told them that Burge used the black box on him all the way back in 1973. Oh, oh my! Oh, so God. this guy's got a history. Of, now he's not getting away with it. Ironically, he's got a history of that shit. People know. Ironically, the story of Jones' torture appeared in one of Burge's 13 commendations, where he is congratulated for, quote, skillful questioning. (laughs) 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 They always have nice names for some really fucked up shit. Let's just call it skillful questioning. Next, they found a man who burgle shot, who burge. I keep, I, there's a, you're the addicted just, to the yeah. word burgle. I know. Uh, Boogle, you like it, who burge shocked in the testicles, but the FBI had ignored the man's complaints. Another man reported the same thing along with Burge's opening words. Fun time. That's creepy, too. I, does this yeah. guy have sex with someone? I got to know what that life is like, too. Soon more stories turned up implicating other officers He's for totally similar submissive. tortures. He's like, no, no, at work, honey, I do all the torturing at home. Stick that in my ass. You know what I'm saying, baby? It's Friday night. Is it plugged in? I don't want to be in charge here. You know what I mean? Put the ball gag or new batteries. Yeah, that's right. You're so retarded, dude. <laughs> well, it's because I'm very perceptive of this society. All of this was great. Until the judge ruled these letters as inadmissible on the ground on grounds that were pretty much barely defensible. The outline, so the format sucks. I can't look at it. Where's your name? Where's the date? Literally that kind of bullshit. Right? The judge basically goes like, "What font eh, is this? I don't know. They don't seem Double like spaced. they work." I can't make notes on this thing. Uh, damn. My white yeah. guilt is at an all-time high right now. Well, we did an episode <laughs> when this first show yeah. st- when Not this that bad. podcast first started with a guy in Las Vegas. Uh, one of the public uh, defendants and dude the DAs are they're all fucking shady as shit the cops are shady as shit you know there's a fine line and listen my grandfather's cop my cousin has become the cop most cops are good people but there there can be a fine line between criminal 
and police officers. I think if you work, I mean, yeah. I don't believe it. Even, even all this way through the story, I still don't believe it. Slayton, <laughs> I you, think that uh, don't you want to smack him? We defend need, like, the blue line. That's what he I had say. Like a long hand with a little Mickey Mouse glove on you it. Know, you know, want to do it? Want to cattle prod <laughs> that you can get at a sex toy oh place God. and fucking shock your balls? These stories are desensitizing people. So long. This is what I was worried about. We're desensitizing people and we're making them more animalistic and evil instead of bringing them up. By I, evil, you mean? I want to take this moment, like I always do on our show, to encourage any of our listeners to take what we've learned on this show. And commit some crimes. No! Just make sure that you document your life well enough so that I have a no, good, no, no, good no, no, stuff no, no, for the no, no, story. No, no. Make sure you email everybody all the evil shit you do if, like Hillary yeah. Clinton did. If, if you commit a legit crime, document it, send it to me, and we'll put on, we'll do it on the show. Shusky here with all a right, public service Keep it going, dude. We got, we, you're like at nine se- pages to go. At the <laughs> second trial, the police's attorney, a police attorney's changed <laughs> tactics. Abandoning the expensive doctor, this time they argued that the wounds were, in fact, burns. But that Wilson had done them to himself. Burn! They brought new witnesses. A prisoner named William Coleman, also known as Mark Framer, Paul Roberts, Richard Halloran, R.W. Stevenson, Peter Carl William, John Simmons, William Clarkson, and my favorite, W. Vandervim. That's a great name. <laughs> Vandervim. I wrote a book about uh, faking my name called Fake Your Name and Name Faking for the Business of Name Faking. I'm William G. Vandervim. Vandervim. William, Paul, Richard, whatever, all those names, had already served time in Britain, Germany, Holland, Monaco, and Hong Kong. He's on Kong tour. That sounds on like he's got his own show on the fucking uh, National Geographic. Yeah, how, yeah, he's Anthony Bourdain in International Criminal. You uh, just go anywhere. I've been to so many. The cuisine is what drives me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Next I plan on Japan. I'm a big sushi guy. On charges of fraud, theft, perjury, manslaughter, and blackmail, he was currently in the U.S. jail for intent to deliver cocaine. I get some shoplifting God. done in Peru. Coleman reliably testified that Wilson told him he'd burned his chest on purpose to frame the cops for oh, abuse. So good. Damn. I so guess, good. Yeah, you could just use that anywhere, right? Yeah. So you did that to yourself! After two months of proceedings, the jury returned a verdict that was some somehow stranger than the first. For Wilson to win his judgment, they had to answer yes to three questions. First, were his constitutional rights violated? The jury said yes. Second, did the city of Chicago in 1982 have a de facto policy, practice, or custom that allowed abuse of suspected cop killers? The jury again answered yes. Finally, was Wilson subjected to excessive force due to this policy? The jury answered no. Fuck. Wait. I know. What? That experiencing you're having when your brain is melting yeah, right now. You're yeah. so confused. Yeah. So long story boy, and they were like, yeah, he was abused in some way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, his constitutional rights were violated. Yes, they had a policy of abusing cop killers. But no, they didn't abuse him in the context of all this. Think about this, right? So, you're in a juror. You're a jury. I'm in a juror. You're, you're in a juror. I'm, confe- juror. I'm confessing a juror. inside a juror. You're I get a it. Juror That's my dream. In a jury. Okay. Yeah. Is a jury. And you're trying cops. Yeah. You know the cops all know your name. Yeah. So if you find them guilty, your life from there on it's like fucking is with the mafia. fucking shit. Yep, it's like fucking with the mafia. I would be like, hey, dude, uh, can you do this trial? No, nah, dude, because if I find these guys guilty, they're going to terrorize me for the rest of my life. So anything they've done, I don't believe they did it. We actually have an explanation directly from one of the jurors. Okay. Burge and his friends were cleared again of all charges. Later, a juror gave an interview saying, quote, it just seemed to me that they were just really mad at this guy oh, for shooting. Why are you putting a southern retarded draw on Definitely not southern at all. Yeah, right? Who got that? That's not the trailer park methy. Let's it try that again, Slay. Let's take this audition <clears throat> over. Let's I want British royalty. Ooh, British royalty. It just seemed to me 
that they were really just mad at this guy for shooting one of their buddies. And, you know, a couple of those guys took the liberty of letting their emotional attitude toward this guy show. But it is kind of hard to find someone responsible for something so serious without an actual witness coming forward and saying, I seen him do it. (laughs) That sounded really British. I seen him do it. So long story boring, he was like, ah, they were just mad because this guy killed their buddies and they got kind of emotional. Yeah. And that's why black. Come on, come on. It's that insane. totally is. He's a black guy. I yeah. mean, that's that's really the offense for anything a cop does, I'm right, assuming, right? Right, right. But despite the juror's failure to understand what abuse is, the failed trial came with a silver lining. Like the abuse scandals currently rocking Hollywood, the claims against Burge and his cronies gained public momentum. In 1980, reporter John Conroy wrote the first of what would become... John Conroy <laughs> from Terminator. One of the best ones. John Conroy, I'm looking for you. How come there's never black Terminators, by the way? They're a little faster than all the rest yeah, of the Yeah, it's called Blades. <laughs> <laughs> Blurminators? Black ter- they keep getting stopped by the cops. <laughs> I'm here from the future. i got to save this planet. They're like, uh, could you please step out of the vehicle? <laughs> black Terminator? That's just how John Connor wins the war. He's like, guys, i got a great idea. Let's throw fat white chicks at these black terminators. <laughs> it stops them. Oh, dude. I'm just preoccupied. I want to save the planet, but the future depends on it. But look at this ass. It's a pog. 1990, reporter John Connor wrote the first of what would become dozens of articles spanning the next two decades, delving deep into John Burge and the torture stories. He exposed more victims, more abuses, and more cover-ups. Police brutality became a central theme in the 1991 Chicago mayoral race, as well as the focus of a public statement by Amnesty International, eventually forcing the city mayor to reopen investigations to stop accusations of a cover-up. More accusations began to pop up. Soon, another convicted felon brought a $16 million lawsuit against Burge, his guys, and the city. $16 million? But he's a convicted felon. Sure. I I would love to know how he breaks that down, that number. Like, I once got sued. I I hit a van full of a family of Hispanic uh, (laughs) descent. Well, right. it's public now. And uh, <laughs> uh, they came they out like, they're like, they saw the car I hit him with. And they're like, we're suing you for a half a million dollars. I'm like, you saw the car I hit you with. Where do you think that money is coming from? We'll take that in diabolical t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, here's uh, $500,000 in tickets to my show. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at the Hollywood Improv. And here's Thursday. a bunch of download co- codes for believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Really plug and roll for him. Could have yeah. done that for us earlier. Go on. Uh, but, but, but where was I? He claimed that after suffocation, electrocution, and having a gun shoved in his mouth, that he had falsely confessed to murder. Hmm. Eleven other victims soon joined the suit. The city set out of court while one of the accused torturers was promoted. <laughs> to lead torture. Check out my badge, honey. <laughs> By this point, it was a full-on PR scandal that was costing the city real money. So they took decisive action and suspended Burge for 30 days. Oh, you'll see. Go home for 30 days. You're on time Watch out. the r- fucking Cubs play baseball. Go think about what you did. When the month was up, he was still a police officer. It took two more years, but in 1993, John Burge was finally fired. But he would not go quietly. Oh. He fought to keep his job. Since he was a police officer, the city was forced to pay for lawyers on both sides of the dispute. Oh, sounds like a rich guy getting divorced. Right? (laughs) And I want my black box. At the same time, Wilson was granted a third appeal, which he won. But as a convicted murderer, he did not get any of the money. In the $1 million settlement, 100 grand went to the families of the officers he murdered, 
and 900000 went to his attorneys who had worked for free for the last 10 years. Oh, my God. Good. I don't give Dude, a it's fuck. It's like a John Grissom uh, book. I don't give a shit. You shot and killed people. Well, he's also in jail but, forever. Like, he's never... There's no... Yeah, we do? don't need him to get the he's, money. He's going to buy a lot of chocolate bars from the commissary. We like, don't need not... him to get the money. Yeah, but... So, hold on. So, the cops... Okay, I get it. Go on. Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> in 1994, after his firing, John Burge moved to Apollo Beach, Florida, where he bought a house and a 40-foot boat named The Vigilante. Oh, yeah. This What's guy's going to be Graham Elwood? Jesus. You guy's finally going to take his time. Graham. <laughs> he opened a fishing business and collected his legally mandated 50% pension of thirty grand a year. Oh, wow. Back in the 80s, you could live off that. Yeah. Oh, easily. It's 94 now, but still you could live off but that, But it's in too. Florida, still right? Still live off that. He's yeah. probably in the grunge, so he doesn't have to wash his He owned his, his house, too. He had about a $150,000 house or whatever. Right. While he fished, the legal yeah, he fallout... He seems like a huge L7 fan. This, yeah. cop, this cop that tortures people. He's a big Nirvana guy. He probably just... Totally. Said he was into grunge. them around the country. He's got a flannel. He's like, listen, the way I torture them, he I pull out this it. tiny little Fender amp, and I just play the worst music <laughs> you've ever seen. <laughs> no yeah. stairway. Remember grunge? I was like, of that course. was when I was in high school. And well, listen, let me tell you something, dude. We like these girls now all dress like strippers and porn stars. My girl, the girls I dress like fucking yeah. like lesbian. Like all the chicks were like le- like yeah, yeah. like fucking forest lesbians. Yeah, yeah. forest lesbians. But but in, in all de- in all defense, the grunge era is like one of my favorite. And loose clothing makes <laughs> yeah, going around I during concerts the women much easier. Dress was horrible. I guess I was more concerned about how Kurt Cobain dressed, but yeah, yeah, the women dressed badly. Yeah, but they were ch- they, they were I just like starting puberty. I just love the music. They, they, like, they Extra look, eyeliner. Yeah, they look. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. They, they looked smelled like they like were teen butchers and fucking lesbian butchery. They sm- yeah, they did smell like that. Tell you teen something. You wear, you, go. you wear a flannel uh. that just has the right amount of musk on it. You're good mm. with me, man or woman. Go on. While John fished, the legal fallout continued. In 1999, a group known as the Death Row Ten. Uh-oh. Became famous because they were all convicted on confessions extracted by Burge and his ass kickers. Also, oh, so people are like, we don't even know if these people are the actual murderers. In 2000, the Republican governor of Illinois placed a moratorium on executions after the state courts freed 13 death row inmates who had been wrongfully convicted. Yes. Dang. Before leaving office. Well, now, wait, wait, were they wrongfully convicted or were they actually innocent? Because those are two different there's, things. There's, uh, some of them, yes, some of them, no. Because it's like, if you know, the glove was a lot of them are, still was he are the innocent. That, there were, yeah, that, we there, was, there, there were there were a few who were there, not a lot, but there were a few who were definitely innocent, but a lot who were wrongfully convicted because everything was sort of fabricated. Yeah, by these that's guys. what scares well, me. A like, lot about of the them process. are innocent, dude. You can go through them. A lot of that, them are innocent. They didn't get any DNA testing. They were like it was an well, all white jury. Well, here's the debate. But the question, and this is why I want to be fair to this whole this whole discussion, is there were some who was like definitely proven they were innocent, and a lot of them, a lot of them where it's like there's no way you could prove these guys were guilty. They were wrongfully They're black. wrongfully convicted. Oh, yes, wrongfully. I mean, <laughs> nothing wrong with being black. Oh, you're on their side? Okay, never mind. You're good. Was, all right. I was, in a, I was in a red state team. I mean, isn't, isn't, that, isn't, everyone, isn't everyone ever wrongfully black? You know? Uh, in, oh, before leaving office in 2003, the governor commuted the death sentences of, hun- of 167 prisoners. Dang. In 2004, John Burge was finally subpoenaed to testify before a grand jury. But he was out fishing, how to handle so he didn't have to. He was to. too busy following L7 around the country. Show up. <laughs> Wearing that shirt with the fisherman guy that's fishing. He says, gone fishing. There's the fish is stuck in his dick. Remember that classic shirt? <laughs> Sorry, bud. I'm out of the He's force. too busy following Lollapalooza around the country. He's like, a sound garden was good, but audio slave. That's where I moved on to, fellas. Fish. Ah, they don't have enough distortion. Over the four-hour grand jury jury deposition, 
John Burge pleaded the Fifth Amendment to every single question except for three. <laughs> he gave them his name, his boat's name, and, and the his amount favorite of flavor of sauce. Oh. <laughs> and his favorite L7 yeah. song. <laughs> Bricks My are heavy. Carpet Munch. Is that an L7 song? Are you just joking? Sure. Okay. They have a lot Almost of Almost assuredly. In 2006, the court forced the city to release its special report on the torture accusations. It revealed shocking information. It concluded that John and his crew had tortured over 200 criminal suspects between 1972 and 1991. But Uh no indictment would be coming because the statute of limitations had expired. On torture? On torture. Well, Sam, that's what it's there for, the statute of limitations, right? But as we learned in this story, what the law wants, the law gets. U.S. Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald got creative, charging Burge in 2008 with two counts of obstruction of justice and one count of perjury. Since they were tied to more recent proceedings, they were still valid charges. Now, so the important thing here is the guy, this U.S. Attorney said, look, this guy is guilty of torture, but we can't get him. But I can get him for lying about the torture. So, on June 28th, 19, 2009, on the charges of... 2009? 2009. This just happened. Yeah. He's, he's in the building. On the Are char- we okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. You're but safe. that's because I'm intellectual. He gets dick, out from though. under the table. <laughs> Have you been sucking Rich's dick this whole time? He's like, yeah. He just confessed. <laughs> that's why I paid You've really changed your, tax t- your tactics, sir. <laughs> I, I love confessing. He turns his hat backwards. <laughs> on the charges of lying about torturing people, John Burge was found... Guilty. Guilty. And sentenced to four and a half years in federal prison. Oh, fuck. Oh, as a cop, oh, man. Oh, yeah, cop oh. in prison, dude. We've seen Judge Dredd. We know that. He ends. was released in October <laughs> okay. in October of 2014. Oh, he just got out. Mm-hmm. Oh. It is estimated that the total cost of the city of Chicago in settlements, judgments, and legal fees is over $520 million. Oh, my God, we've got a problem with spending. So it costs them one Alex Rodriguez. Is yes. that what it is? Yeah. One Think about how many Alex schools Rodriguez. they could have built. How much the Cubs shit? could have won the have World to... Series years ago if they... the city hadn't spent so much money uh, on this guy's tor- This case could have fixed Flint's fucking water pipes. Easily. Jesus. Different state, but they could have done it too. Yeah, they could have helped out. They had so much yeah, extra yeah, cash. You give your money to the other state. You don't have to, but you can. It's like a uh, neighbor state. Included in that figure is $5.5 million for a fund created in 2015 by Mayor Rahm Emanuel uh, to pay the victims of Burge and his ass kickers. In response, Burge gave his first ever post-jail interview saying, quote, I find it hard to believe that the city's political leadership would even contemplate giving reparations to human vermin. Damn. I mean, look it. Hey, go down swinging. At least he changed his tune in jail, you know. Became like I get, like I get that you gotta like you gotta be able to like thank God we have the Constitution. You gotta be able to fight and say like you fucking you shouldn't have been torturing these guys, right? But then you're like, if the guy is a murderer, though, we shouldn't also give that guy a million dollars that it's the murderer, right? If the guy was wrongfully accused and spent his time in prison and was tortured, then yeah, you gotta give him cash. But right. like, don't you retry them and be like, hey, are you the murderer still? Or like, well, what's I going mean, on? like, I, I, I mean, like, the guy's a scumbag and he deserves to be in jail. But at the end of the day, you do have rights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I don't I, agree with cop killing. I think it's disgusting. Again, I have family members who are and were police officers, so I'm not condoning. Of course, that. but it's like you have within that within that moment of him going from being arrested. To being convicted, yeah. he has rights of a, sure. a man. No, I, and I agree. you got to have those rights. I mean, right. I, I'm thankful that right. they're there. Now, what if he requests 
to have his his dick and balls. Then, they, then you know, he should pay. Should, he should be should, paying. Should out. we allow that? Should we allow a convict to have their dick and balls? That's the bigger story. It? That's the bigger story. This cop was just homophobic and he was ashamed of his tendencies. And this guy and the and the suspect actually were just hooking up, doing weird. I'm gonna electrocute stuff. these the dicks layer. until everyone stops. Yeah, the until real, I stop wanting to suck. Suck. Yeah. Oh, God damn it! Just kill him. Yeah. The real irony is he probably works as an electrician at the Studs Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard now. So. Epilogue. My favorite, my favorite uh, 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 movie that was ever there because they used to put the names of the the the, the movies there. It was uh, uh, the Devil Is a Bottom. That was that was my favorite. Really, movie. that was the name? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, go on. They it's also the name of I my can't memoir. Help myself. <laughs> that's <laughs> a very Islamic stance on homosexual sex. Like the devil is anyone with a booty that wants to get rammed. You know what I'm saying? That's his fault. Go on. Epilogue Sorry. part one. Andrew Wilson. Sorry, bro. So two notes. First, Andrew Wilson passed away from natural causes in 2007. Okay. Electrocution. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John Conroy. You, he, didn't o- he didn't overdose on cock in prison, like, with all those stunts? I, oh, those I wish. Those pornographers? The pornographers? Could any of that electrocuting stuff they did actually made his life shorter? Like, could it have had long detrimental effects to his health? By any- um, it's it's just, it's possible, but he was born in, you what really I say, like, 1947. You really do 40, ask the questions nobody wants answers to. <laughs> it is really amazing. <laughs> oh, really amazing. Someone's got to put me on point. I resign. <laughs> Keep going with your story. I don't understand the human race. My spaceship just landed. I'm still trying to figure out what people <laughs> yeah, are he was. I mean, Who he was you? 60 when he passed, so he wasn't, like, he was... He was that's fucking young. Go on with your story. It's young now, but like you don't th- like. It's not. It's not. It's yeah, a yeah. good age to go. Yeah, it's like black eat years is like hundred and twenty though. Yeah, and pre- and yeah, and black death row years. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's. I bet you live outlived most people on his block. Probably. They actually John, kept him safer being in prison. There yeah. you he go. should be thankful to the white man. They, right, guys? So I think the, pr- the prison industrial complex really is a goal <laughs> to extend the life expectancy of guys, black Americans. Guys, the views of this yeah. show is not a that of uh, Tim Foy Hat, but that of crime. <laughs> John, this racist crime you show. dirty little bitch. John I thought we Conroy. were in this together. Yeah. This is humor. The reporter covering the Satire. case eventually dug deep enough to find the possible source of John Burge's skills. While interviewing men stationed with Burge in Vietnam, he learned that it was not uncommon for Vietnamese POWs or even Vietnamese volunteers at the camp to be tortured for information by taking a hand-cranked telephone, attaching the wires to his subject genitals, and delivering electric shocks. Imagine how stinky people's balls were in Nam. Oh, so yeah. So humid. And then you, then you had a little electric. Do you think it? anyone brushed their teeth in Nam? This guy's like the evil Forrest Gump. Brush Everyone your teeth just, with it. Are you trying to double up on my bad question? No. Okay, I thought Sam was ripping no, on me right like, now. No, just like nobody yeah. brushed their teeth. But be, be, there was a time where nobody brushed their teeth. <laughs> That's there, a great point. I don't believe you. Di- there was. Everyone, everyone was brushed their like, teeth. Everybody, everyone you know had dog shit for breath. You know the first scene in cared. 2001 Space Odyssey? Guaranteed nobody brushed their teeth back then, right? Ugh. It's, there was a time when shit was stinky. There was a time when Colgate's like, we got to convince people to start brushing their teeth. So here's so here's a question. That's Would you rather true. be tortured with his electrical box to the dick and balls for nope. how long? No, thank you. For for like for a few hours. Okay. For like for like a normal a normal standard jail time like right. interrogation. Even right. for bringing that. Or have to live in a world where no one had ever brushed their teeth. Definitely pick the no brush your teeth. Yeah. Come on. Because we no, no. one knows a few hours a few hours of dick uh, of like dick electrocution Listen, versus a lifetime of trying to make out with it's chicks with fucked up breath. Everybody has bad breath. Nobody has bad breath. You can think I, your your nose is filled with something? If you if you eat right though, you could probably you know if you're gonna make out with a chick, but you don't brush your teeth, but you chew on mint and a couple other things, you could probably still have hot decent breath. You're fine. 
I go with ball electrocution all day. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I'm afraid that dog. you like that. I'm he afraid does. you you request that. You're like, please. Gonna, well, you, this guy's like a filthy onion. We're just pulling back. <laughs> little. Today's sources include the decades of in-depth articles written by John Conroy for the Chicago Reader, much of which can be found in his book, Unspeakable Acts: Ordinary People which documents the psychology of torture across many cases Does he like have this an one. Instagram story I could follow? Because yeah, I'm not right. really... <laughs> yeah, can, can, can you Snapchat? And, of course, the evil robots at like Wikipedia. Wikipedia. And, and guys, the why are they evil? They're robots. Okay. Guys, I mean, don't let what? this story make you feel like you got to hate cops or hate black people. Just everybody's Who unique and individual. People? What is your show We got to make sure everyone knows that everyone needs to just get along. Yeah, we like to state the obvious dude. here. I love everybody. Just hate people from Chicago in general. Listen, there if you go. I hated black I people, Chicago's. would I watch nothing but interracial porn? No. Think right? about it. Think about it. Right? Here's our, everybody's favorite part of our show. Aaron, thoughts? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean... Being someone from Chicago uh, originally, uh, it's just a Chicago way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how we do it. Uh, you so are cold. you are from everywhere. Where Let's, go you from? Let's go Cubs. Let's go. Is that the right team? No, he's no, a, Cardinals a Cardinals fan too. That's blasphemy. I, I didn't even Cubs. know that. Yeah, you're from San Diego, but you're a Cardinals fan who used to live in Chicago. Yep. How long did you live in Chicago? Till I was four. Oh. Birth to four. Oh, grew up in the same neighborhood. So as what happened? Corrigan. Did uh, yeah. John oh, Podesta cool. molest you, and that's why you're not a Cubs fan? No. You heard it here. I'm first. not supposed to applaud for hero John Podesta. No, no, just clap. As yeah, much yeah, as there want. we go. Right, hero, clap, American, yeah. American molestation hero. Tell everyone where they can find you guys and hunt you down. Uh, so, for our listeners and your listeners, you can get us on all social medias at CrimePod C R I I I M E Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us CrimePodcast at gmail dot com with one I or three. For any story ideas, questions you have, dick pics, label those for John Chefsky. Yes, yes, please. I love those. Thank did, you. Did uh, you guys? Uh, do you guys get along with the cry, the two-eyed crime podcast? Do you guys get along with those guys? There's Is there a, one? There's a two-eyed crime. And they say uh, you pieces, of, you you piece of shit, laying down no, fear Slayton's for me. No, Slayton's joking. And so is Tripoli, and everyone's cool. We're having a lot of we're peace in a, and love. We're, on in, we're in a Muay Thai fight because I'm going tomorrow. You going? You going to M Tag? Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm wearing the shirt right now. Yeah, I know that. I'll go with. Are I you going to two o'clock class? And yep. uh, if you guys ever want to reach me, I'm Instagram at uh, J O N S H E F S K Y, and uh, nobody cares. No, we do. We do. just ah! follow the show at CrimePod C R I M E. Look us like get get, get, get us, us on iTunes, iTunes or Laughable, or whatever. Send iTunes us a review, guys. Real quick, are you guys done? Where can people find you for our listeners? You can go to at Sam Tripoli T R I P O L I. You can check out. The, we already did. Uh, unless you're going to cut it out, the uh, at uh, either Tinfoil Hat Show, Tinfoil Hat Pod, Tinfoil Hat Cast. We're all those stuff, uh, guys. Check out our uh, Patreon. We are really dumping a lot of content on there. We're doing tons of it. We have a, a new episode coming up. We've had some audio issues that we're working out. So you're going to get two this week, guys. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you're getting two. We've been putting up a ton of uh, YouTube videos up there. Support the show. You guys are buying the shirts. Check out the shirts. And uh, we just love you guys, man. The show is growing. We have some insane shows coming up after this. Uh, so stay tuned, man, because we're going to blow the roof off this stuff. And you know what, man? As we go on, you get called freaks. You get called weird. We're... It comes out more and more that we're right and they're fucking wrong. So just keep checking out all the shit we've been pushing on here. More and more truth keeps coming out. So uh, stay strong and, uh, you know, keep fighting the good fight, man. And uh, follow us and leave us some good comments on iTunes if you like the show. Give us a five-star review if you can. Anything else, Ryan? No, man. Thanks for coming, guys. Appreciate it. Guys, thanks for doing the show. Bye, robot. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks so much.